Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Do, 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 do. Fun times podcasting. <laughs> Greetings, fellow tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. We are ringing in the new year with A Court of Thorns and Roses by Sarah J. Mass. And we have Lisa back with us to discuss. Hi, Lisa. Hey, hey. Ah, so New Year's. Uh, do you did you have any resolutions? Well, uh, I have resolutions every year. Um, mm-hmm. As always, I never really fall through on any of them. <laughs> I've I've got some some things I'd like to work right. on. Um, I think next year is definitely the year that I run a marathon. Yes. So. What about you, New Year's resolutions or goals? Hmm. You know, just being stuck inside for like two years. <sighs> I'm just very, it's, it, it's just kind of weird. It's like having seasonal depression, but extended. Right. Because I'm just inside all the time. So I just, I want to get mm-hmm. out. I want to travel. I want to go places. Yeah. And obviously want to work on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I am five away from 400 plays right now. Really? 400 plays? That's exciting. Yeah. Last time I checked, I was at 395. When I hit 500 plays, Mm -hmm. I want to do a giveaway that I'll probably do through my Instagram account. I think that's a great goal or New Year's resolution. Like that's something you want to attain this next coming year. And you kind of know what you can do to get there. So yeah. And I am going to speak for Heather and say that she, her resolution (laughs) is to get... What is she at now? I think she almost hit the 25 um, people goal that you set out. She's at 22. Heather, if you're listening, I'm making your resolution for you. We're trying. (laughs) How many? What do you want? Like 50? Well, okay. So we're recording this in December. She wanted 25 by the end of 2021. So let's say she likes to be so like modest. Um, Let's say 35. Okay. Heather wants 35 followers on her Instagram. Resolutions. What's new? Oh, something new. Uh, So I did NaNoWriMo. Mm Mm-hmm. Yay, you. I'm so proud of you. I did that. That was crazy wild (laughs) I fleshed out a good bit of a series that's been in my head forever not that it's ever going to get published it probably won't it's trash it's fine never say never there's some crazy shit out there like ice planet barbarian (laughs) all right let's get to the booze okay all right a court of thorns and roses what is your drink well I went with wine because that's all they talked about in this book obviously don't drink the wine (laughs) drink the wine don't drink it 
Drink it. Dance like a gypsy. Okay. So I went with wine and I went to the store and I tried to find a wine that was clever and related to the book in some way. <laughs> and, you know, my options were very limited. Uh, I went with a Pinot Noir because I do love red wine. It's called Undone. Ooh. And I went with Undone because when she kills that fucking wolf, her whole world gets undone. Little bit. Everything she knew changes. She gets undone by Tamlin. She gets undone by Reese. <laughs> Everything is just undone. So I went with that. That was my choice. I like it. Yeah. What about you? What are you drinking? Surprise wine. Oh, <laughs> shocking. I know. <laughs> they talk about fairy wine a lot. Mm -hmm. And one of the first ones they talk about, I think, is it's like golden and sparkly and it's supposed to taste really mm -hmm. like sugary and great. So obviously, Moscato. Moscato. Nice choice. I went with this one. It's from, I can't even pronounce it. It's fine. Uh, so it's in this nice, pretty blue bottle. It's Moscato Diasti. 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 I don't know. It's eh, good enough. So when Nick and I go for our anniversary, we try to go to, you know, special occasion restaurant. Yeah, right. We've gone to one a few times and they have one of these type wines on their menu. It is so good. It's so good. Really? It's really, really good. Aww. So when they were talking about like the golden wine that tasted so delightful and I was like, oh, you know what? I should get, I should get a bottle of that stuff I drink for my anniversary. <laughs> Treat yourself. I love it. So it's kind of like my anniversary wine slash, you know, Aww. fairy wine. Fairy wine. I love it. Great choice. Yeah. It's really good. I'm halfway through the bottle. We'll see what happens. Nice. I am all the way through my bottle. What? Well, I mean, this is what's left of my bottle. All right. Calm down. I was thirsty. <laughs> Obviously, we had to do wine. Right. For the snack portion, I think I'm going to do pastries. Really? Throughout the book, they talked about the feasts and stuff, mm -hmm. but she ended up eating like a lot of tarts and pastry type things. Okay. I feel like that goes really well with Moscato. So why not? Why not? I love it. I love it. I was wondering like. Yeah what you were going to go with for the snack. So that's awesome. It's going to be wine and pastries. I mean, that sounds like a, a week on Great British Bake Off. <laughs> <laughs> old Greg hosts Great British Bake Off. I, can't. I don't know what old Greg is. No. I, I know who Noel Fielding is, but I don't know what old Greg is. Oh my God. I didn't watch a lot of his stuff. Like I know he's like the mighty boosh and I know he's like in the IT crowd. It's in the Mighty Boosh, but it was all over YouTube. His little old Greg skits. Like, I'm old Greg. I got a mangina. All right. Well, send me one. <laughs> I'll send it to you later. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about the author a little bit. Sarah J. Mass is a number one New York Times, USA Today, and international best-selling author. Sarah wrote the first incarnation of the Throne of Glass series when she was just 16, and it has now sold in 35 languages. A New York native, Sarah currently lives in Pennsylvania with her husband and dog. She graduated from Hamilton College in 2008 with a degree in creative writing and a minor in religious studies. Interesting choice. <laughs> it probably helped her with the world building, honestly. Probably. 
Okay, so I lurked around on her website. The Throne of Glass series, I think that's her first big one. And then the A Court of Thorns and Roses, which we're covering the first book of that. And then she just came out with another called Crescent City. Oh, Those are her three series. Crescent City. Yeah. All right. And I got all that from her website and Goodreads. Okay, let's get into the Brazen Book Report. How would you summarize this book, Lisa? Okay, so I did not write a summary. I filled out literally everything but the summary. Wing it. There's just too, there's so much. So basically, the Beauty and the Beast retelling, but with fairies that can be beasts. And there's a girl. It's almost Cinderella-ish at the same time because She's got two bitch ass sisters that suck balls and a lame ass dad. Dude. It's a combination of so many terrible fucking things. But basically, this girl has a shitty, poor ass family and goes hunting to provide for them and gets caught up <laughs> in this like destiny that was predetermined by for her because the plot is too specific. And she kills a fairy and then another fairy takes her to fairy land and then they have to fall in love to break a curse and there's an evil woman and then there's a couple of decent sidekick people and then it all ends happily ever after, basically. It's a smorgasbord of mishmashed stories with fairies. And very little sex. It's accurate. I like it. What do you have? You always write such good ones. I don't know if you saw my face. I was like, ah! It's, wait, as soon as you brought up Cinderella, because that's so crazy, because I did too. <laughs> oh, good. I'm not alone. I was like, maybe I'm imagining this, but it also feels like Cinderella-like. Yeah. So the beauty, I knew it was a Beauty and the Beast retelling, which honestly, like I could see it, but at the same time, I was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. All right, so a tale is a tale as old as time. A tale as old as time. Should we sing? Wait, how does it go? I don't. A tale as old as time. I can't. I think it's a no. Tale as old as time. All right, I'm using that. Blah 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 blah. All right, so a tale as old as time. Some human chick and an ancient fae dude fall in love, and she saves his ass from peril. That's it. That's good. So you know how many Fae books? I used to really be into Fae, that whole fantasy genre mm-hmm. when I was younger. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the same story over and over again. <laughs> Tales old time. Those are our summaries. I like it. How about quotes? You sent me something earlier, a TikTok video. <laughs> so first of all, because I was listening to it, it's really hard. I did listen to the audio book. And it's really hard to pull quotes from an audio because I am multitasking. Yes. I couldn't remember some things from this book. So I I Googled what the fuck moments from A-C-T-O-R-A-A, whatever. I was like, first of all, that started popping. I was like, oh, there's an acronym for this shit. I'm like, okay, this makes it easier than typing out the whole title. And so then I found a Reddit that talked about all these things. And then on the Reddit, there was this great TikTok video of like overused phrases <laughs> that the author uses. So I sent that to you. I thought you would appreciate it. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was very funny. And some of the things are like the silver lined eyes, right? 
that was one mm-hmm. watery intestines that was another my bowels turned watery yes what the fuck is that seriously <laughs> vulgar gesture uh and x barked because they're all animals and they fucking bark shit out all the time but i will say i did appreciate a how snarky all the men were oh my god yes this poor girl is so stupid (laughs) she's like I am a literal person I am very literal (laughs) but this girl is just fucking aloof to everything and I love at one point when she finally does make some sort of snarky comment or and they're like oh finally you know yeah I did appreciate the snarkiness especially from the men one quote that I screenshotted, and this is like a dialogue between Lucian, who I did really I like, Lucian. and Farah, And he was like, do you ever stop being so serious and dull? And she says, do you ever stop being such a prick? And then she was like, dead, really, truly, I should have been dead for that. But Lucian grinned at me and said, much better. Because <laughs> he encouraged it. And then even at the end with Ryzen, what did we just say we were going to call him? Reese. 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 <laughs> Reasoned, Reese, right, Reese, Reese. I, I almost got it right. The rye bread man, rice. <laughs> the man of rice said, "Jesus, oh Christ. god, um, all right, Reese, like Reese Witherspoon." Oh, there you go, Reese. And he said, um, "As usual, your gratitude is overwhelming." He had said that to her at one point. Like they're just real snarky, and I. Yeah. So I liked. Of course, there are some sappier quotes and like all the I love yeah. yous from Tamlin and everything. Oh, Spoon, you know, but I appreciated the snark more. But yeah, what about you? Did you have any quotes? Well, my bowels turned watery. <laughs> like number one, when I first read that, I was like, <laughs> excuse like, me. What? what? You have liquid diarrhea? Okay, okay. fair. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> But yeah, Lucian, mm. my boo. I love Lucian so much. Mm-hmm. So I think it's after, oh, what happened? I feel like Tamlin did something for her and she was warming to him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I think she like, it was after they made out or something. And Lucian, they're at the breakfast table and Lucian's like, if I offer you the moon on a string, will you give me a kiss too? <laughs> like you bitch <laughs> and then Feyre and Reese uh this was these were two different points in the book the first is when that um Amarantha whatever that bitch Amarantha yeah the evil bitch she like tore up that blue fay that ended up at Tamlin's oh the one had the wings ripped out yeah yeah that was brutal you know they had him yeah that was so sad so they had him on the table and everything and you know he he's dying and then that's kind of the turning point one of the first turning points where favors like oh you know she started to feel pity right for something other than um suspicion or hatred Mm -hmm. or anger towards Faye. so it was a big turning point but she held his hand while he died right and tamlin was so shocked he's like you know why why did you do that? I thought you, oh, I thought you hate Faye. And she said that, I don't have the exact quote, but she essentially said, you know, no one should die alone. Mm-hmm. 
that whole scene was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is really good. This is very impactful mm-hmm. and devastating because it sucks so bad. I felt so bad. I was like, dude. Yeah. That was a hard scene. That was a rough scene. To read yeah. and telling them they're going to be okay. They're uh, going to get their wings back. They're going to be fine. But like, You know they're dying. That is the stuff you see like on Grey's Anatomy and shit like that. Right? I felt so... I was like, Shonda, you in here? Yeah. <laughs> right? It really did feel like that whole, like, yeah. you're lying to provide this comfort. Even if you know this person's going to fucking oh, die. Oh, yeah, no, they're like, done. They're done. Just to make them feel like there's yeah. hope to ease that slip into the afterlife. Like, that was a very good scene. Like, a very well-written scene. And then at the end, you know, Reese is all freaking out about her dying or something whatever um I don't remember quite what happened but basically he's there mm-hmm. and she, at the at the end of it after she lives and all that he comes back and they have a little chat at the tail end of the book right and she I think she asks him why did you stick around and he said no one deserves to die alone no one should die alone essentially like the same thing that she had said from the beginning right oh I think it's such, those are such good quotes because so many people can relate to that. Right. Dying alone is probably many, many people's biggest fear mm-hmm. and confronting it right there. And it's like, right. Don't want you to die alone. It, I think it really resonates with people and it's really powerful, the powerful quote mm-hmm. and it's used very well. Yeah. I like that a lot. And pretty much anytime Lucian opens his mouth. <laughs> it's it's gold i love him he was so awesome speaking of favorites (laughs) what's your favorite part i didn't love a lot about this book i'm gonna be very honest shocking have you liked any book we've read today no i thought about that before we started recording i was like i don't think she's ever rated anything above a two (laughs) you didn't like much um, one of my favorite parts in the book was when Tamlin stupidly sent her back three days before the curse was over because he's a fucking idiot. She went home, you know, Elaine is being Elaine and the dad is whatever. And Nessa is still Nessa. Like Nessa is still just cold and bitchy and whatever nesta's gonna do nesta but then she finds out that nesta saw through all the fucking bullshit she saw through the glamours like she went looking for her and they had this moment where they kind of understood each other and went from being you know hating each other and rivals to to being allies and i really i really liked that part of the book I really enjoyed that was so good that we got a Nessa's character like you understand a little bit more about her and then to know that as much as you thought that she just didn't like Farah, but to find out that she realized the glamours were fake and went looking for her mm-hmm. that was so through a dangerous ass fey infested forest right trying to go to their land right it was intense it was intense and then when she explains the reason she never did anything was because she was hoping that their dad would step up it's like okay I get that but clearly he wasn't going to so really at some point you should have just been like you know what I'm gonna step up yeah and like and then it was like a jealousy thing 
with Feyre right. because she couldn't provide as well as Feyre could. And I think it bothered her because she was the oldest. Right. And that also, that's more of like a uh, what the fuck moment. When I first started reading this, I thought Feyre was the oldest. Yeah, no. And then when I found out like she was the youngest, I was the youngest. Yeah. What? I was so confused. Like my little mind was blown because I thought she was like, I've got these younger sisters to take care of. They're petty and immature and superficial. But no, Feyre was the youngest. It blew my mind. I yeah. did really like the part where Feyre came back and then even Elaine eventually kind of realized, remembered what had happened. But the relationship and the connection between Feyre and Nesta. Yeah. I like that the author did that. They, she didn't have to, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Nessa could have been under the spell and been like whatever, just like Elaine. And she didn't have to create that level, that dimension to her, but she did. So yeah, it gave her depth. It did give her depth. That was one of my favorite parts. And I also like when she trapped the cereal and had that whole experience. I thought that was very interesting. But anyways, what was your favorite part of the book? I also really liked the nest a bit. Mm-hmm. any part with Lucian I love him mm-hmm. he's just so he's just a sassy little bitch like he just <laughs> I, he would be so much fun to be around you would just sit in like mean mug mm-hmm. and drink your wine and be like look at this bitch eating her crackers like she owns the place he'd be an excellent person to play like your team my team with yes <clears throat> you kind of touched on this the author, it's kind of like a broad thing, not a specific moment, but how the author was able to mm-hmm. give the side characters depth and it made them, you know, it intrigued me. It's like, oh, you know, I, I want to know more about them. That's interesting. Now, what's going on there? So I really, I really liked the depth that the side characters were given. Mm-hmm. I like the masks for the spring court. Did you really? Yeah, they were all stuck in their masks. It's like, oh God. I don't know. I just, I like that. That was such like a fun little, yeah. that was a fun little detail. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. This is the last thing. I also really liked the setup for the courts. Mm-hmm. It was time and seasons. Mm-hmm. So it was a mixture. It wasn't just one or the other. It was a mixture of both, mm-hmm. but also elements were not used, which is used in a lot of face stuff I've read. Oh, like fire, water, everything. Okay. They use that a lot. And I thought it was really interesting. You know, obviously using something different is nice, but just the fact that she, I really like, she merged like yeah. two totally separate yeah. things that you wouldn't think. You Because typically like the rules are like, oh, it has to be. There were a other. lot of courts. But I like, sure, yeah. But I like that it, it was like time and season, mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. and season based. Which I don't know. It's probably in a lot of books. I just haven't read enough. But the time, especially like the mm-hmm. night court, the dawn court, day court, whatever. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I haven't, I don't think I've seen that before. Yeah, it was different for sure. I like that. All right. Least favorite part. This whole, everything comes from a cauldron thing. I found very, it just didn't make sense to me. And they're like, buy the cauldron, praise the cauldron curse the cauldron 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 I'm like oh my god who cares about this stupid fucking cauldron like it's not even it's as if mother nature brewed the earth in a pot and then we believe that all the world came from a pot and we're like 
for pot's sake and pot damn it. Like, yeah. you know, like it's just, I didn't, I didn't love the whole cauldron thing. I also, but the, the thing that I really did not like was the, like the, the curse. Mm-hmm. In books, there's always a curse, whatever. You've got to get somebody to fall in love with you to break the curse. But this is like, well, it's Beauty and the Beast. No, but this is not, Beauty and the Beast was like, someone has to fall in love with you. Yeah. So it's like Tamlin, someone has to fall in love with you. It has to be a human. She has to hate fairies. She has to kill a fairy. It has to be one of your fairies. And she also has to be a young maiden. So you have to send somebody out to be slaughtered specifically by a woman between the age of this and this who also hates fairies. Like, it's so specific. (laughs) Specific. It's like, you can't just be like, you must wed a human that hates fairies. Yeah. Or you must wed a human that killed a fairy. It has to be a fairy that you specifically have sent out for them. I think that it's meant to be an impossible task. She obviously didn't want him to complete it. Obviously. But the fact, like, it just annoyed me. Yeah. That it was so impossible and yet it happened. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it would have been great if maybe an older man killed the fairy and then he's like well you're not a young maiden but let's see if I can get you to want to marry me anyways <laughs> you know like it was just it just felt so incredibly specific mm-hmm. and I wish that there had been a little leeway <laughs> I kept getting like what is happening I just kept getting lost in all the plot of everything so I had to google and look and be like oh Mm -hmm. this woman wants to sleep with him but he doesn't want to sleep with her so so she's with this whole challenge and so that's where this girl comes in and this is it was a lot I feel like it was too much yeah in my opinion and I didn't like that there was too much to keep track of within the story what is that I have a bird clock I have I have two bird clocks and when it's the hour it went off like after you talked both times and I'm like are you a demon (laughs) (laughs) I'm an evil fairy no I have a clock and it's an Audubon clock and when it's the hour it's a different bird I have one downstairs and one upstairs get the shit (laughs) like what is that Okay, you're not possessed. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not possessed. Your least favorite part. Reese, I can see why he did this, but I was really bothered by the fact that Reese is essentially getting favorite blackout drunk and groping her like every night. Yes. And then he also protected her from getting raped by the guards and stuff. So I feel like he was doing it to protect her but still i mean and if you think about it he could have done worse but it's like the bars what the bars on the floor for him (laughs) (laughs) no it's like things for not like raping her or anything but like by like making her dance you're still a piece of shit yeah so that and when her arm was broken and he's trying to get her to agree um to be in his court for a week every two weeks or a week every month or something right on her stubborn ass she's just like fuck you dude i'm gonna die yeah (laughs) 
So then he grabs her broken arm mm-hmm. and squeezes it. And I'm just like, wow, what a gentleman. What a prince. <laughs> you know he's doing it for her own good and everything, but at the same time, I'm like, princely behavior. Just great. Yeah. I have mixed feelings about him. I don't know how I feel about him. I, I'm just bringing this up just because it, it it was kind of fucked up. And not kind of, it was. It was fucked up. Very fucked up. Well, especially because he complains about being at Aramansa's beck and call, like, sexually, right? Let's just call her armpit. Let's refer to her as armpit. <laughs> all right. Well, the armpit was, you know, fucking with him all the time. And he's like, oh, I hate being her, like, man of the night or whatever the fuck he called himself. Oh, yeah. did They, they referred to him as her whore, didn't they? They do, but he calls himself something else. But either way, he does gripe about how often he's at her beck and call. Yes, basically, he's he's the on call booty call, (laughs) and he complains about that. But then turns around and basically traps Feyre into a very similar situation. And when I read it, I don't know. I thought they negotiated for once a year. In my little head, it was once a year. Oh, it might be. I could be wrong. No, no, no. Because then when he brings her out and he like holds up her, he's like, look at this. Once a month, she's mine. Brings her out in front of everybody, lifts her arm up. and Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, once a month. I was like, wait a minute, once a month. And then I was like, well, good for Feyre because two weeks out of the month is a That's fucking... Half of every month. That's ridiculous. So I'm glad she negotiated down. Yeah. But at first I was like, ah, oh, it's two weeks a year. It's not a big deal. No, yeah. I remember being like, uh, that's a lot of fucking time. Seriously. We're all hypocrites at the end of the day, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Moving on. What else did you want to say? I was getting so frustrated with Feyre when it was that, um what fire night little orgy night or whatever how she could not listen to anyone and just stay the fuck in her bedroom like all of them told her to she almost got gang raped by that group of fairy dudes or whatever and then she gets saved by reese but she doesn't know who he is at the time but even after that she's like oh let me just go walk back into the crowd like and then he already told her not to go so then she goes she almost gets raped. She continues hanging out out there. And then Lucian's like, girl, what the fuck? He takes her back to the house, tells her, go to your room. Don't come out until tomorrow. Don't come out until like tomorrow afternoon or until we come get you or whatever. Okay. Then she's like, hmm, I need a midnight snack. <laughs> and he walks out there. Then Tamlin's all juiced up from the orgy or whatever mm-hmm. still and he bites her or something i don't know they make out he like bites her some stupid shit but then i'm sitting there and it's like girl you are too stupid to live right now you are so fucking annoying well i could not i was getting so frustrated because it's like how hard is it to stay in your room girl i'm gonna pretend like she's a mm. 10 year old girl because she's 19 she behaves like a child 
because I don't know about you, but like when I was a kid, we got sent to bed when the sun was still out, like at yeah. seven o'clock at night. Yeah. And I hated it. Our bedroom was right next to the living room. So oh my parents would put us to bed and then I would open the door and I would crawl out Lisa. and crawl behind the couch <laughs> so I could watch the reflection in the window of what they were watching on the TV because I felt oh my God. left out and I wanted to know what the grownups were doing. <laughs> so in the situation where they're like, stay in your room, don't go out. We're not going to tell you why. Okay, the first time her going out, oh, that that makes sense. That's understandable. Right. I'm defending the first time, but once like the the three fairies try to rape her, Lucian straight up tells her. If somebody told me what was happening, it's like cool. I'm gonna make sure I have enough supplies. I'm gonna stay in my room. I got a book to read. I got a podcast to listen to. I'm gonna take some melatonin first time I can defend the FOMO no one yes. told her what was happening so like to yeah. be fair if they had told her to begin with what was happening <laughs> I, I would have had a little bit more okay so that's my least favorite part and I did mention her going out the first time but that's to mention like how many times she did it right so the first time does make sense for FOMO yeah this is a FOMO themed month right <laughs> obviously we get so right, right but it was the fact that after she was almost gang raped She's like, right. Okay, cool. Dodge that bullet. Gonna hang out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is wrong? And then further, Lucian literally tells her what's happening after that and explains why she needs to stay in her room. And she's just suddenly midnight snack time bitches and like just leaves her room and then is all like oh you beat me or whatever he did right what did she think was gonna happen and then the next morning at breakfast she's like i'm gonna show it off and he should feel bad about it i'm not gonna hide it and it's like you're stupid yeah he shouldn't feel bad about it because they warned you several times that you needed to stay in your room and you kept coming out. You wanted to get fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Which I'm not saying like, oh, she deserved it, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. It's just kind of like, what were you expecting? At, especially after you were told that he wouldn't be in the right state of mind. Yeah. Girl. Oh, God. It was so, it was so fucking annoying. And it's just that TSTL, too stupid to live. Yeah. I just couldn't. I was like, wow. <laughs> what the fuck moments? Well, the first one that I have, I have a couple. Realizing that Feyre was the youngest sister instead of the oldest sister was yes. kind of a what the fuck for me because Dude. the way that she acted and carried herself and provided for the family and felt this sense of responsibility and this promise to her mother, that's some I'm the head of the family shit. Like, I really... And her mom was an asshole anyway, apparently. So it's like... yeah. She owed her mother nothing, for the record. Fuck your mom. Yeah, exactly. But if anything, if I had to put her, like, you know, if she wasn't the oldest, I would put her as the middle, like, because Elaine was so... Oh, yeah. 
flighty and immature. I assumed Elaine was the youngest sister, but I was way wrong. So that's a what the fuck. Elaine's just a sweet summer child. Yeah, she's a little hippie bitch. The description of the adder for me was the what the fuck. They kept describing he's got like a leather face. Then there's feathers. Oh, that's Armpit's bodyguard, right? People are, what if people turn, turned in halfway? They're like, who the fuck is Armpit? Aramantha, the spice. She's like a, what's the spice? Oh, a star anise? <laughs> um, Maybe. We got to give her like a spicy name. Chai. <laughs> <laughs> Armpit's bodyguard who beat the fucking shit out of her and broke her nose. Her little crony. Yeah. What a rude bitch. Yes. And it's like, he has a leather face. Then it explains he has silver janky teeth. Then he's got claws. Then he's got feathers. Then he's got scales. I'm like, what is this thing? He's a little bit of everything. He's got wings. Can I have a picture? Like, I had to look it up. But I found a picture on the wiki. Apparently, there's like a coloring book. Oh, someone colored okay. a picture of him. He's terrifying. He is the stuff of nightmares. But I was just like, <laughs> the description of him was so many things in yeah. one thing. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Are we on my what the fuck? Yeah, what's your what the fuck? When Favorite came back, after he sent her home and all that and she comes mm-hmm. back you know to save the day how are mm-hmm. they all gonna act fucking mad at her for a curse she didn't know anything about because they couldn't tell her about it and they're all mad that she didn't break the curse and i'm like she didn't fucking know who's mad did i miss this part alice yeah alice oh. is talking about how she's a dumb like selfish girl or whatever she calls her some name some stupid girl blah 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 and is like kind of putting everything on her and i'm like no 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 yeah yeah no no you don't get to do that i think i get that in a way but to be like oh you stupid girl blah 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 and it's like well she is a stupid girl I mean, she is, but we're not talking about, you know, orgy night. We're talking about this whole ass curse that no one told her about. Also, he sent her home a few days early. So (laughs) it's like, be mad at him. I know. Like, if only she had said, I know. But you can't be mad at him, though. He told her. Oh, I can be mad at him. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) He loved her. All she had to do was say, I love you too. And she didn't. It is on her to an extent. But she, he doesn't, she doesn't have to tell him. You know what I mean? Like under normal circumstances, she didn't exactly know. Yeah. Okay. He's telling her that, but he's been sketchy this whole fucking time. And now he's sending her home. Right. So she doesn't, she's kind of like, uh, I feel uncomfortable. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't know where we're at. I don't want to like, right. Why would she want to open up to you when you've clearly been lying this whole time? Yeah. And now you're sending her home away from you. Oh, that's cute. You love me. Like you need therapy. Call me when you get that. (laughs) (laughs) Red flags. Well, when a wolf just let's you kill it like that's a red oh i know <laughs> just stares at her like oh okay cool it's like cool i guess i'm gonna die hopefully this saves my whole kingdom peace 
Yeah. He low-key, she low-key was like, oh, he's kind of big. I wonder if he's Faye. No, no, he's not Faye. He's probably Faye. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing, I was like, girl, <laughs> this is suspicious. Yeah, it's super sus. And then, you know, when a fairy comes at your door and was like, I know you killed my fairy. Who are you? And he's like, well, I can kill you right now. Or you can come live in my land. Yeah. Cool. I'll come live there. And I'm like, mm, that's a problem. I would be really worried. Well, she's thinking she she's like, well, my ass is going to escape at the soonest stop at the earliest available opportunity red flag red flag everything's a red flag and then especially when alice is like don't trust your gut yeah don't drink the wine don't trust your eyeballs don't do anything <laughs> like don't do nothing and she's like don't breathe all right i'm gonna i'm gonna go anyways i'm gonna i'm gonna drink the wine i'm gonna i'm gonna still love oh my god i know it's like girl everything alice told you you just and literally everything don't make a deal first thing she fucking did did it twice twice like literally which at the same time though it does obviously some of the things she she really couldn't well, avoid she had to do but at the same time you're just sitting there and it's like are you gonna like maybe take more than two seconds to think about this because alice told you not to fucking do it <laughs> She, it was so funny oh, listening God. to this and she's like i know alice said but i'm gonna gonna do it anyway tstl like stop yeah did you have any more red flags no <laughs> i mean i'm sure i could have come up with more but that was my basic ones what about you number one if he kidnaps you <laughs> red, red flag right there yeah. mm -hmm. uh number two the best compliment he can give you is that you look clean i loved it i love that compliment you you look clean <laughs> thanks i showered bitch <laughs> listen oh dear one time i did my makeup i did my hair i was feeling myself i was looking good and we were going out to dinner and my husband looked at me and he goes, your teeth look really white tonight. <laughs> That's all you have to say? That's it? That's all you've got? He's like, what they do? They just look really white. I'm like, all right. Oh, Derek. <laughs> so you look very clean. It's a, if that was my husband, I would take it. Romance. <laughs> I think that some people aren't good at giving compliments and that my husband and Tamlin are two of those people. It's, just, <laughs> it's not their strong suit. So when I read that and he's just like, you'll look clean. I was like, oh, okay. Take it, girl. Like, that's what marriage is. <laughs> starting early you look clean your teeth look clean there you go that's all you got this is romance <laughs> <laughs> uh is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life yes don't make deals with fairies also like your family shit just leave leave your family yeah 
she would have been better off on her own than taking care of her family. Yeah. And like the this whole she owed her shitty ass mom this promise. Her mom sucks. She made this promise to a shitty mom. Yeah. And then felt indebted and obligated. Yes, I know that it is hard when your family is not great to cut ties, but there are things called boundaries. And I think therapists will agree with me that setting boundaries is good. You can sever ties and leave them to their own demise and walk away. You can walk away from a sucks to suck. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds cold, but she would have been better off if she had just moved on. She should have piled up with that fucking hunter. I'm really sad that she never came back into the story. She might come back. I hope so, because I really liked her. I was intrigued by her story. Yeah, she had really interesting. Yeah, it's like, hmm, hmm, I want to know more. Maybe she'll come back. What about you? What lessons did you learn that could be applied to daily life? Communication is key. Oh, that's a good one. Don't expect someone else to just know <laughs> what you need or want. Don't They cannot read your mind. True Don't story. expect them to know there's a curse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just, right. yeah, just don't, don't just expect someone to automatically know what you're thinking because I guarantee you most of the time they will not and then you'll be left upset oh yeah and you know if someone tells you to stay in your room uh maybe stay in your fucking room <laughs> I don't know just a thought but you might miss something they tell you it's dangerous you need to stay in your room maybe you should stay in your fucking room fair. that's fair that's fair let's do it okay spicy snippet what is it? So I think my spiciest snippet is that I would like to skip ahead to book four because that is Nesta's book. Like, it seems like that's... Oh. So, okay. First of all, I find it fucking bullshit. All this shit happens and then magically Feyre becomes high say. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Just like that. It's like she... Okay. If you had just turned her into Faye, I would have believed you. But the fact that you just turned her into royalty, like, it's like, really, really? It just seems like a little extra, in my opinion. And the fact that Nesta saw through all the glamours to begin with, I'm intrigued by her. She never married that one guy. I want to know more about her. And it seems like the fourth book, is mostly her story. Maybe just skip to book four. I'm not sure. My spicy snippet is that I want to know more about Nesta. So I'm going to skip to whatever book she's in. That is spicy, you book skipper. I'm a book. I'm a dirty little book skipper. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Bye bye, too. So I know I complained about Reese's treatment of favor earlier, but I'm team Reese because Tamlin is like, let me see i made a note oh he's like a watery not bowels he's a watery (laughs) lukewarm pile of bland ass mashed potatoes that is one boring bitch think about all the other characters all the characters out of the story Mm -hmm. he is the least interesting (laughs) 
He is so boring. And he's blonde, obviously. He's not... He's not a dark-haired, tall, mysterious, morally gray brunette. But yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I didn't really care for Tamlin. I don't dislike him or anything. It was, I was just very indifferent. I was like, okay, mashed potatoes. You bring in anything else to the table here? uh... Yeah, spicy snippet. Tamlin's boring AF. Maurice. (laughs) All right. Are we reading the next one and doing another podcast? Uh, do you? I don't think you want. To. I want to get to book four. I want to know about Nesta. So if I have to read the other ones. But you want me to force you? You want me to force you to read the other two? Fucking call me Farah. I'll make any deal. We can if you, I mean, if you want to. I will read another one and see if I, if it gets any better. All right, let's get into the speed round. Speed round. Okay, who would you want to be besties with and why? There's only one correct answer to this. I will fight you. Is it Lucian? Hell yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> he is my absolute favorite. He keeps it real, but also he's just so like snarky and just yes. like he's just the best. And he's good in a fight. He's loyal. Um, I'm Team Lucian. Absolutely. Yeah. And it really doesn't take a lot to get him on your side. Honestly. He was pretty much Team Farah. Yeah. Once you get him on your side, done. I like him. All right. Obviously, I went with Lucian. Did you now? I did. Shocker. Shocker. He must be protected at all costs. I did not appreciate how his ass kept getting put in peril by armpit <laughs> during all the trials. I was like, you need to leave that man alone. Excuse me. You need to leave that Faye alone. Right. Why is she torturing him? Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck that. All right. Lucian, besties for life. But I will also say, <laughs> like, after the fact, I would possibly want to be besties with Nesta also because Nesta sees through all the bullshit you're a dark soul I knew you were gonna like Nesta listen Nesta saw through all the glamour she does not I like Nesta too you're such a fucking Ravenclaw (laughs) (laughs) I want to be friends with the smartest bitch here listen Nesta saw through it all she knew it was fake like i'm sorry if i'm spirited away to some other world and they glamour your ass i would love to have a friend that could see through that shit and try to find it's me i'm that friend yes you want that person that's gonna still try to find you even if you've been spirited away so like ride or die who do you want to throat punch i would like to throat punch all a favorite's family there which is basically her dad and elaine at this point nesta yeah your besties with nesta she's saved yes but really like i when i think about who i hate in this book it's her dad who's useless yeah. elaine who's useless we can even bring her mom back from the dead and throw a punch her if we want also useless like, i hate that so much of the book was spent on her family i wish it had been a shorter section of the book because it just felt so long and drawn out and so it's like, yeah they suck let's move on i feel like so i feel like they did that 
because it makes Feyre a sympathetic character because how like there are so many people out there that do feel alienated and isolated from their family members right um and just in general and all they want to do is fit in and get that acceptance and love and that's what she was fighting for and she wasn't really getting it so in place of that she's like okay i have to fulfill this duty that my shitbag mom saddled me with on her deathbed and that kind of became all she was she didn't really get a chance to go off and really hone her own interests right you know find out who she really was on her own because she was constantly having to take care of her shitty family so that and that was a big thing for her that was a huge thing for her character Mm -hmm. because it, it, it when tamlin you know he gets her family set up and they're all good to go and everything she's like but that that was kind of like the whole purpose of my existence right to this point so now I have nothing like who am I what am I so that I feel like they did all that to set up her journey into finding herself but even then everything she was doing for Tamlin like after that so it's kind of like yeah can you just do something for yourself (laughs) like can you just well it's the thing she never does anything for her it's still all about Tamlin up to the very end it's all about him it's like oh my god girl I'm just gonna refer to him I will only refer to him as mashed potatoes from here on out (laughs) okay is that all who who you're punching just the fam just her family what about you all of Lucian's brothers oh yeah they suck they all suck ass and they're creepy just dick punches straight down the line ah throw throw and dick punches boom 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 boom. done nice gotta gotta have our besties back okay who would you want on your side in a fight and why did say tamlin mashed potatoes you gotta throw them in their eyes like what do you No, but he can turn into like a ferocious beast and like rip people's throats out when you need him to be a weapon there that's the only reason I chose him. I mean, we didn't have a lot to work with. So what about you? Who do you want on your side in the fight? I'm going to go with Reese because he has that whole mind reading and claw thing going on. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really, I vaguely remember this, but yeah, like he was all up in people's brains. Yeah, that would be pretty useful. Yeah, who would you cast for these characters? Characters being Feyre, Tamlin, <laughs> Mashed Potatoes, and Reese. Okay, so here's what I cast. For Tamlin, I cast uh, the guy that was in Dune that's been in a ton of stuff, that Timothy Chalamet person. Oh, that's definite Mashed Potatoes. That's a good one. And then for Feyre, I went with Alicia Vikander. She played Lara Croft in the new Tomb Raider movie. Yes, yes, that's how I know her. Okay. Okay. So she's kind of can be a little soft, but also hardcore. Yeah. Okay. That's a good one. I like that. For Reese, I cast um Ben Barnes. Oh, I love him. Yes, but he's so dark and broody. He plays a good asshole. I've talked about this a few times. Yes. He, he plays a good asshole. He really does. And I feel like Reese is kind of like an asshole, but like a good asshole. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What about you? Who did you cast? Let me get, because I did have to look up a pronunciation. 
um because you know turkish turkish okay <clears throat> for mashed potatoes i went oh, shit, i don't know how to say this guy's name either i went with alex pettifer okay ironically enough he is in a movie that i i want to say is a book adaptation uh of beastly which is another beauty and the beast retelling that's mashed potatoes he's also in magic mike i have seen that just saying I think that's a great choice. And then for Feyre, I went with Samara Weaving. Have you seen the movie Ready or Not? It's where the guy's marrying the girl and his family starts trying to kill her. No. Because of some family curse. What? Um, But yeah, so she's in Ready or Not. And if you haven't seen that movie, I highly suggest it. I highly, not suggest, I highly recommend it. It was really good. Really? Okay. I liked it a lot. It was really funny. Okay. All right. That's a good choice. Okay. So for Reese, let me, let me get this pronunciation out. Borak Ostivet. Okay. All right. That's Reese. Oh, that does look like Reese. Okay. That's what we think. Let's see what some other people thought. All right. So I went on Goodreads. We're going to go low to high. We're going to end it on a high note. Okay. Jumping right in. Eileen gave it one star. I'm a second away from dousing myself in gasoline and lighting myself on fire just so I never have to look at this book again. Wow. Intense. Zaneb gave it two stars. Oh my God, I want to cry. This was so bad. And that cringy Tamlin made me want to double cry. Quote, I was unburdened as a piece of dandelion fluff, and he was the wind that stirred me about the world. End quote. Get out of here, dumbass. I like this person. We should be friends. Let's be friends. Nusha gave it three stars. DNF, hype victim. Read and tried to finish this many times over the years, but this is just so darn boring. Beauty and the Beast, huh? In my opinion, Feyre tried hard to appear as badass as Katniss Everdeen. Yeah, She failed and it only made her weak. And TSTL, too stupid to live. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of Katniss comparisons with Feyre. Yeah, well, she's got a bow and arrow. I mean, it's, you know. Asuka <clears throat> gave it three stars. All cap. I only started this series reese lmao okay this was an okay book but i expect more from the next two books tamlin is about as interesting as a cardboard box and i keep seeing (laughs) and i keep seeing a long-haired brad pitt whenever he's in a scene and i don't find neither long hair nor brad pitt to be attractive yeah I love it. Okay, right? Okay, I never got, I mean, like, I guess I got the hype about Brad Pitt, but I was always just kind of meh about him. I don't know. I was just like, I don't, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It's the same thing with Leo DiCaprio. I just didn't, maybe I'm just not into blondes. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe I have a bias and that's why I don't care for mashed potatoes in this book. There you go. I mean, I've got some other crushes right. that are not those guys that are Hollywood actors, but that's a yeah. whole other episode that we need to do. Well, no, I take that back because I like JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, girl, you went all the way back to the 90s. Hell yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, bitch, we old. <laughs> if we're going back to like our teenage year crushes, 
Oh, Devin Sawa, Casper. Devin Sawa, all the way. Bless. Yes, like everyone's sexual awakening right there. And I keep you. Yes, go ahead. Keep me. Dude, that cast, like, no. Casper, sexual awakening for like everybody in our age bracket. So good. So, so good. And then a lot of people are coming back, like, oh, this movie's so creepy and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shh. I don't care. You can't touch it. No. No. I won't allow Get it. I won't allow it. You can't, it's beautiful. It's perfect. Sure. And now I find myself more attracted to the dad, no, obviously. No. But stop it. Really? No. Yeah. He's like a wet yeah. noodle. But you know, to each their own. To each, to each their own. That was Kim. We've got a few more here. We've got Hannah gave it four stars. What I enjoyed the most in this installment was Lucian. Hell yeah. His character was enjoyable and likable, cheeky and laughing most of the time. I love that he was friendly with Feyre, but always cursing her at the same time. LMAO. That's fair. Someone needed to. Seriously. No, I love that. And then we've got Wendy, 4.5 stars. Tamlin is going to set your loins aflame. (gasps) My cheeks are still flush. My loins were not aflamed. I don't think mashed potatoes can do that. No. I mean, maybe good ones can, but these are like box, like instant (laughs) powdered mashed potatoes. (laughs) Last one. We've got Chan. Gave it five stars. I'm just going to stick with my 2017 rating. I am a girl of simple, smutty tastes. Okay, so this installment, like, originally when these books came out, they were advertised, I think, as YA, which is not accurate. Uh, No. No adult, if anything. But yeah, it was kind of marketed as a YA fantasy series, which clearly... It is not. I no would do new adult, um, but I think back then new adult might not have been as big. It's it's a newer genre, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that was kind of. I think when the books first came out, they didn't really explode everywhere like they are now, and I think part of that is because of the marketing. Okay. And how a lot of people thought it was like, oh, YA, and it's like. <laughs> yeah no (laughs) this is not all right so that those are the thoughts of the people all right people big moment big moment so many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book oh god you're you're pumped look at you okay you're like i've been waiting for this question (laughs) my entire life i mean so i decided to go with um sheath daggers daggers because she describes it when her and tamlin have sex that he sheathed himself inside of her that's what i'm rocking and i'm gonna say three three sheath daggers that's what i'm going with three whole sheath daggers what about you what is your rating so I do feel like it which you know it wasn't really like a least favorite part or anything or like a spicy take but it dragged in bits yeah but then it it really picked up towards the end there I have to admit something Uh uh-oh 
the most deepest, darkest, inner, pretentious hipster asshole inside me wanted to dislike this book because <laughs> it's so popular. Right, right. It's everywhere. It is like, nah, I can't be that good. And I just really wanted to read it and be like, <laughs> it wasn't that good. It's overhyped. But I ended up really liking it. Is it the best thing I've read ever? No. I liked it. It was a quick read for me, I think. And that was another thing. I read this in two sittings. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I just, I was hooked. Like, I wanted to know more. It's like, okay, well, I want to know. Let's see where this Mm. goes. Which, you know, it could have just been my mood too. But I read this in two sittings. It was really compelling. And I just needed to know. So I am not... A pretentious hipster asshole this episode oh shit and i gave it four <gasps> sheathed daggers oh my gosh four wow listen lucian's holding up most of that <laughs> right there so. <laughs> and lucian i'm really hoping lucian gets a book or will end up a love interest somewhere i want to know more about him yeah i want more for him i do i want more for lucian those are our sheathed daggers all of them. All the sheath daggers. Okay. I still don't have a theme song for this. All right. Lisa has fallen asleep. She is not ready for the boner. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so tired. It is time for the bi-weekly boner. This week's boner is from an article on the Woman's Health site. It's called 19 Slang Terms for Erections, Ranked in Order of Genius by Tess Barker. Prepare yourself. This week's boner is raging salmon. In a sentence, they call, okay, yeah, can we have a sentence please, Alex? Oh wait, okay, no, this is, this is like, um, it's not quite a sentence, but this is a descriptor they added underneath. Oh gosh. For the boner that's fun, feisty, and good for your heart. (laughs) Get those omega-3s in that boner. <laughs> okay, when I saw this, it first reminded me there, um, it's like a meme somewhere on the internet. And it's like, what's the pettiest reason you cut someone off? Someone you went on a date with and you're just like, no. One of them was that when they were at dinner, the guy pronounced salmon as salmon. Oh, I've done that. <laughs> I've been there. Um, so I just, I was like raging salmon. <laughs> you know, sometimes people just don't know. Like, listen, one time Derek and I were at a Greek restaurant and I said, I wanted a gyro instead of a euro. <laughs> Our relationship could have ended right there, but it didn't. Oh now we're married. Now you're married. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God he complimented your white teeth. He's like, oh, was she... She can't say Euro. She's an idiot, but, but her she's teeth got are white great. Teeth, so I guess I'll keep her. <laughs> exactly. Are you going to look at salmon as a dish in the same way ever again? Yes, I will because uh, they have good healthy fats. Yeah, good for your heart. Like it says. Good for your heart. Yes, it's amazing. That's the Wiley whistle for this week. But eventually, I'd like to hear some wacky wood descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please. Just written descriptions. 
You can email the goods to church at homes podcast at gmail.com. Put bi-weekly boner in the subject line. And don't forget, you must include the name of the book slash article and author. We did it. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Your fourth book that you kind of like, and you're going to come back. We'll go, we'll try the second book okay. and see where we're at. And then we'll, we'll regroup. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. That's a wrap. The theme for February is going to be blind dates. Are these even a thing anymore with online dating? Like, <laughs> I'm curious. If you have any theme ideas or a fun blind date story, send them into turgidtomespodcast at gmail.com. Join me back here in two weeks for our next read, Birthday Girl by Penn Douglas. Lisa is triggered. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. And, and remember, remember to, to fix each, each other's crowns and don't, don't let the dicks get, get you down. down. Doodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least, remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.